Welcome to the all-new Changing Worldviews podcast with Sharon Hughes, broadcast journalism you can trust to bring you the truth regarding the issues of our day and the worldviews behind them, politically, culturally, and religiously. For such a time as this. Freeing the minds of the brainwashed masses. Now, here's Sharon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Changing Worldviews, and it is a changing world that we are living in. And today on the show, you ask, what would the American public say if they actually understood the background to what became the sexual revolution, a sexual psychopath? That Kinsey worked with a Nazi pedophile and encouraged his rapes of children and possibly even in eventually the murder of this one little girl. Diagnosed me with gender identity disorder or gender dysphoria and said the cure for your problems that started when you were four was hormone therapy and gender reassignment surgery. No matter how many years I was involved in that life, I never bought into the idea it was something I was born with. So I was working from the premise that it was something that developed in me and so it was something that could be undeveloped. And so many of our young kids, little kids that are rejected, they're rejected in the home. And so what these people do is they sexualize these children and then associate acceptance with it, that we accept you because you've accepted this sexualization. Well, socialism is on the rise. Capitol Hill is more divided than ever. Leftists are trying to redefine the family and redefine gender. Let me ask you, what would you consider a major culture war issue to be concerned about? What about a cultural global policy? Did you know that men in the UK now who identify as women are being invited to have, wait for it, their non-existent cervix tested. Mm -hmm. Men who now identify as women are invited to have their non-existent cervix tested. And I could go on and on. You know what the culture wars are today. And I was thinking this week, actually, Dwayne and I were talking about something else, but it applies here. And that is when you think of a great cup of coffee, do you like coffee? I love coffee. And Dwayne actually makes his own blend and we enjoy it every morning. It's great. But you know what? If you added a cup of water to your cup of coffee, well, we all know it weakens it. But if you were to put in some curdled cream, now you've wrecked it. You've destroyed the cup of coffee. And that's what's happening in our culture. Things are being watered down. The truth is being watered down. The importance of integrity and morality and honesty and is being watered down. I mean, do we not see that clearly in the mainstream media? Not giving the flat out truth on what is really going on. And then, of course, corruption, destroying. And ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to posit that both of those things are happening in our world today, in our culture today. Our culture is becoming weakened and our culture is being corrupted and it's being corrupted and it's being weakened by those in government, by those in education, by those in the media, even by some in what we call the church. 
you know, our pastor has said that the church, the body of Christ, is no longer a counterculture. It is a subculture. And that has happened because the church has been weakened. It's been diluted. And it's also been corrupted on many fronts, as has our government, our media, as has our Justice Department, many of the courts. Well, how does this all happen? It doesn't happen overnight. It happens by many means to bring this about. But one that we are seeing happening in our day very clearly is something called deconstruction. I mean, we all know what it is to construct something. You construct a building, construct a house. Well, you deconstruct something, you tear it down. And often to build something in its place, something new. And that's what's happening. That's happening in government. That's happening in education and religion. That's happening in the economy, right? I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time. That's why we talk about the World Economic Forum and why we talk about what's going on in government and why we talk about how the mainstream media is covering the truth instead of exposing the truth covering the truth instead of exposing. Well, that's why we do what we do. We're one voice. There are other voices out there as well, but we want to do our part to make sure that the truth is known by the American people and by people all around the world. Because of the marvels of the internet and online streaming and all the rest, we reach audiences all around the world. I was looking at some of our stats just last week, and we've had an increase of people in China, in South Korea, that are now listening to our program. And we thank God for that. Obviously, as the audience grows, then more and more people can be exposed to the truth about the issues of our day. Well, today I want to zero in on education. 10 years ago, only 10 years ago, who would have thought that we would be seeing the battle that we're seeing today as regards to transgenderism and what they're doing to our children? And in some states, without parents' approval, mutilating their bodies before their frontal lobes are even formed where they have a, a self-sense of right and wrong. Well, we know why that is. It's because of indoctrination that is bent on deconstructing the moral values. Actually, let's face it, deconstructing lives. So when we get back from this break, we're going to dive in into some of the things that are going on in education because our kids are in school more hours of the day listening to teachers more than probably most parents have that amount of time, or shall I say audience with their children to make sure that they're not being indoctrinated, that their beliefs aren't being deconstructed, except of course for homeschooling parents. Anyway, stay with me. I think that uh, you're going to find this very helpful as we've talked about this in the past, and it is only a growing issue. You're listening to Sharon Hughes, taking you to the front lines and behind the scenes. This station would never air a word like, but if I had really said, you'd probably want to call in and make your voice heard. Think about that, making a difference over one little word. If that's the case, what's keeping you from becoming a voice for the pre-born? Surely their plight is more important compared to a word. So if you're ready to make your voice heard, visit BeAVoice.net and get involved. After all, it's not that first beep we're concerned about. It's this one. 
My name is Marsha. I'm from Long Beach, California. I heard about Aloe Apex and I was interested because I had had a problem with my leaky gut, migraines, and chronic arthritis in my lower back for many, many, many years. And I had tried everything, just like everybody always says, and nothing, nothing helped. And I tried Aloe Apex thinking about my leaky gut issues only, but to my surprise, I started to notice that the nagging, aching, pulling pain that was in my lower back had really lightened up considerably. I hadn't realized at the time that it could actually help my arthritis, but I started noticing that and my joints and my legs and my knees feel so much better and I can actually walk straight again. Thank you so much. I finally found something that works and I am so very grateful to Apex Health. And Apex Health has offered our listeners a special. If you go to apexhealth.live forward slash Sharon, you can order your first bottle or bottles of LOA Pets at a special introductory price of $29.95 each. That's a $10 saving off the regular price. Just click on order now and use the promo code Sharon Special or call 833-334-5433. Again, 833-334-5433. And you would expect the administrator, the, the assistant superintendent to say, oh my goodness, that's horrible. Where did you get such an idea? We would never do something like that. But instead, what she says is, well, you know, this is a sexual orientation that has occurred. And so it's, quote, really important to teach the children about this. And uh, they are. You know, some of the agendas that divide us are more than worldview or belief differences, more than battles for life or battles for the culture or the war between truth and lies. That's why we talk about the worldviews behind all of these issues and what has happened to my America. It's not just a theme. It's a very real question. What has happened to my America? What has happened to your America? What is really going on and why? You know, every one of us, I believe, has a huge, and I mean huge, responsibility in this day to watch and pray, yes, but also to be actively engaged in our individual spheres of influence because our nation and the world are facing some of the greatest battles and threats, and all at the same time, more than perhaps any other time in history. What do you consider a major culture war today in terms of domestic policy and domestic activities here in America? You know, 10, 15 years ago, did you ever think one of the major issues facing the nation would be the sexualization of small children, even as young as three, four, five years old, as we talked about drag queens and their agenda for converting young children? Well, I've got another one that I found out about that we'll tell you about a little bit later on in the show. But part of what's going on in our culture, you know, is seen both in everyday society as well as in our government. Colorado swore in their first gay governor. And as that was done, Denver banned conversion therapy. In other words, pastors, Christian counselors cannot treat homosexuals, transgenders, and so forth from a standpoint that they can actually change. But you know, I think it's also important to note that there's plenty of stories 
such as Dominic Hilton, who, as Life News points out, during years in his young life as a homosexual and working as a male escort, clearly surprised himself with the discovery that he isn't gay after all. And he said, if you'd asked me in the past if a person can change their sexuality, he said, I'd have to say no, but I'm living proof that you can. And how did this come about? He said, well, sexual attraction to men has just gone. And this happened after he went on a one-year sabbatical from sex and found out that during that time, his attraction towards women was growing. Now let that just settle in your thinking. Well, my guest, James Hartland, a former homosexual who's now an activist working to protect children from indoctrination via gay activism and or gay pornography. I spoke with him earlier. Here's that interview. James, thank you for being with us on Changing Worldviews today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You are someone who has defied what the gay community advocates, number one, that you can change from a homosexual behavior. It contradicts the argument that homosexuals are born that way, you know, that it's a genetic issue. And number two, that you are open and confident about your change despite the pressure. Now, having been in the gay lifestyle for, what, close to half of your life, what would you say... What would you say is the cause of homosexual behavior? Well, first, I think that it's really important, and I clearly came to my own conclusion about this, is it's not a birth trait, that it's not something that we're born with. And furthermore, there is no evidence to prove that. It's non-existent. And one of the things that gay activists are very quick to do is put the burden on us to disprove their claim. And I really feel, purely from a logical point of view, that if somebody makes a claim, it's their responsibility to prove their claim. It's not the opponent's responsibility to approve that claim. And because I never bought into that idea, no matter how many years I was involved in that life, I never bought into the idea it was something I was born with. So I was working from the premise that it was something that developed in me, and so it was something that could be undeveloped. And there is no one cause for why people get involved in homosexuality. And so part of the dilemma is that people like to fix formulas and put formulas into a box where they can easily come up with an Mm -hmm. answer. And because there is no one reason why people get involved in homosexuality, you can't be bound by that kind of premise, one cause, and then there's an effect. My own case, and I believe it's true with so many others, and I've seen this in so many others, that when the father is emotionally absent from the son or the daughter, that it leaves the door open. I had a father who was at home, but he was totally removed from my life. And so I didn't have somebody who could guide me to make proper decisions, and I did not have a good sense of what a normal male-to-male relationship was. So with that disconnect and that emotional absence of the relationship with my dad, when I went through puberty, then everything became sexualized. Uh, The other thing is, is in my case, there was pornography in the house, and so I was exposed to sexual images at a very young age. So there was this sexual desire inside of me at a very, very young age, even before I was able to have sex. Would you say teaching homosexuality as normal contributes to more and more young people choosing this lifestyle? Absolutely, and that's their agenda. Their agenda is to indoctrinate these children at the earliest age possible for a couple of reasons. One is children are, you know, they're sponges. The mind is a sponge, and children do not have the maturity and the wherewithal to process those things in a manageable way where they can reject them if they don't want them. 
these images, these ideas are planted at these kids. Now they've got these kids at six and seven years old, and you've got these gay activist teachers who are utilizing their teaching positions to infuse ideas that homosexuality is acceptable in these very young kids. And so these kids are being brainwashed with this idea that there's nothing wrong with homosexuality. And, and I can tell you, in my neighborhood, there's a youth center, and these gays have taken these kids in there, and they're calling these kids questioning kids where they're questioning these things, and then they bring them in there, and then these gay activists give them an answer. So these seeds are being planted in these young kids' minds. The seeds sit there. The kids don't have the maturity to reject those things, and they get absorbed in the thought process. So between that indoctrination and the mentality that anymore it's not a question of should you have sex before you get married, but what kind of sex should you have? So with that open moral relativism, they try it. They get a taste for it. They say, oh, oh, I got excited about it, this must mean I'm gay. Right, and, and one of the other things that they do is there's so many of our young kids, little kids, that are rejected. They're rejected in the home. And so what these people do is they sexualize these children and then associate acceptance with it, that we accept you because you've accepted this sexualization. Mm-hmm. And so permanently these kids tie their self-esteem and their maturity and their acceptance of their person with sexualization. And so they're driven to continue having sex to reinforce this acceptance of their being. We are down to the closing minute of this segment, but I have to ask you this question. You can probably answer it yes or no. Okay. Because one of the arguments out there is you shouldn't be talking about all these extreme things of the gay activists because it's only a small percentage. The vast majority aren't involved in these kinds of things. Would you say that's true? No, I I would say that's not true because a lot of people that are associating with the gay agenda that aren't gay are utilizing that as a vehicle to reach these kids for all kinds of reasons. You can hear more of my interview with James Hartland again, website changingworldviews.com, our archives link, and just look for his name. As we go into break, you know, I just want to say that it's not just the gay community that's feverishly working to indoctrinate kids. The sexualization of children in dance companies. Do you have a child? Do you have a grandchild, a niece in a dance company? supposed to be innocent, right? Little little kids as, as young as what, three years old or whatever, up to their teens, performing the Nutcracker or any other fun performances. Unless you are engaged and know, more and more of those dance companies are sexualizing young children. All right, we're going to take a break. Stay with me. A lot more of what's going on in the indoctrination of our children in the deconstruction today. How old were you when you met Dr. Alfred Kinsey? It was probably in 1943 or so. I didn't know who he was. All I knew was that my dad was very excited about taking me there for an interview. You ask, what would the American public say if they actually understood the background to what became the sexual revolution? a sexual psychopath. That Kinsey worked with a Nazi pedophile and encouraged his rapes of children and possibly even in eventually the murder of this one little girl. You and I are going to be doing some experiments. This man was the singularly most important individual in the decriminalization of every single law that we had ever had that protected women and children. 
there's war, disease, and poverty, and our calling as Samaritan's Purse is to move towards it and to touch it and to minister to people that are in their greatest time of need. We're providing the things that are most important to these people, shelter, water, hygiene, sanitation. It's imperative. We go to the slums of the world, the poorest areas of the world, where kids have never had a gift in their life. We're so desperately short of supplies. We're so desperately short of people. Everything is overloaded. And that's why Samaritan's Persons come. The gospel is the power of God. Samaritan's Purse was here the day after the storm. Now we're here rebuilding. Preach it. Proclaim it. Shout it. You're actually rebuilding hope and love. I don't believe we ever back up. We don't surrender. The first time you see a heart stop and the first time you see a heart start again is just an amazing process. Jesus wants to take your life and use it for His glory. Introducing Alive Again, the breakthrough world-class aloe vera wellness drink with proven health benefits and life-changing testimonies to match. I'm originally from Arlington, Texas, where I graduated a two-sport All-American in track and football. Went to Oklahoma State University on a football scholarship before signing with the Ottawa Rough Riders in the CFL. And I went in and my doctor said, William, I'm, I'm, I'm really amazed. Your numbers are, are coming down. You know, what, what are you doing? And then that's when I told him, I'm taking this alive again. He said, well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because... Like I said, if you keep doing this, then you're not going to have to take your blood pressure medicines and your cholesterol medicines, and that was that was huge for me. Alive Again is vegan-friendly and gluten-free. Research suggests that the nutrients found in Alive Again may enhance energy, promote a healthier immune and cardiovascular system, stabilize cholesterol, blood pressure, and blood sugar levels, and so much more. An easy way to get a healthy portion of your fruit requirements in a delicious, health-enhancing nutritional delivery system. And special for our Changing Worldviews listeners that if you would like to get Alive Again for a 20% discount, just go to apexhealth.life slash Sharon. 20% discount. Enter the code Sharon for this fantastic product. You're listening to Sharon Hughes, a conservative Christian talk show host in California. You bet. Our movie recommendation has been The Sound of Freedom, and it boggles the mind because this movie is exposing the sex trafficking, all of that that's going on. And there are those in Hollywood, there are those even in the government that don't want us to see what's going on. We can only guess for what nefarious reasons. And might I add, what the heck is going on with these young children's dance studios? Here's information that you may or may not be aware of, but you should be aware of, especially if you've got young girls or young granddaughters or young nieces or whatever that are participating in or thinking about participating in these dance studios. It's unbelievable. The culture is mass perpetrating against our girls. The sexualization of young girls has gone mainstream. A padded bikini top for seven-year-olds. You can't walk outside without seeing billboards and magazine covers. You can't turn on the television without seeing it. Before you can even speak, females are offering themselves to you. Come get me, come get me. What they learn is they have two choices, either ability or invisibility. We are definitely in a dangerous place. We are seeing the repercussions of it, which is acts of violence against girls, the eating disorders and the self-esteem. When they think that the only value they have is in 
self-objectifying. That begins to take over as the primary view of themselves. We were very concerned with things like child beauty pageants, and we were unprepared for how much dance would come in as the more mainstream version of sexualization of girls. The parents think that it's okay for eight-year-old girls to be taught to move like this. We're hypersexualizing girls at incredibly early ages. The audience should think that you are nude. It was. I know. That's why you can get away with it. We shouldn't be surprised that girls want to dance in this way. Of course they want to dance in this way because this is the way that's getting the most audience approval. And now they're pummeling kids 24-7 with these prompts to be sexual. Us as adults, we can't get enough of the sex stuff in this culture, and it just is falling out on our kids. What is it doing to us as viewers in terms of how we see young, young, young people demonstrating sort of adult sexuality? If she doesn't know what she's doing, the studio owner knows what she's doing and is making money off that. It's different if they're creating their own story versus somebody telling them, hey, you know what, I want you to do this movement to this word. This is a venue for very, very hypersexualized presentations of very young girls' bodies. This is a kind of sexual psychopath. When you're asking kids to perform something that they don't really understand, it's not about them anymore. When we reduce our cultural dance form to this, the trick here is to be able to allow our daughters to get rewarded for performances that aren't just sexualized. I would want my daughter to know exactly what she's doing. Okay, as you know, we've been talking about the culture wars that we are facing, and while these issues and more are what we will be watching and covering in the weeks and months ahead, you know, I always like to close out with a song, and this one is called Chain Breaker by the Gaither Vocal Band. You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies if you're trying to fill the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison-shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all run to things we know. There's a better life. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, a saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got change, guess what? He's a chain breaker. You'll believe it, you'll receive it If you can feel it, somebody testify If you believe it, you 
Until I see you next time, this is Sharon Hughes saying it like it is. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Changing Worldviews. You can follow Sharon on social media or listen to her on many online platforms. Just go to our website, changingworldviews.com, for all the links. And until next time, stay informed, stay alert, because we are indeed living in a changing world.